Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Episode 75, 75, yes, 75 of Repairs Corner live. No, everyone's been live, but we're live tonight again on YouTube, on Twitter. Um, where else we're live? Facebook. Somebody actually asking if we were live on Insta. We're not live on Insta because um, it's too hard to connect. <laughs> I'm trying to fuck it. So don't do it. Um, so I, that's that. Stephen is 
kind of weird because we've jumped about now, but in the middle of the screen there, signage between myself and Paul, Ooh. probably not a position you should be in. <laughs> <laughs> um, is the, the, the legend himself, the, the Ginger Barracks. Um, what a baby. What a baby, Ginger Barracks. Muslim, is that looking as we smirked down? Oh, down yeah, I do. I, I just, it makes me laugh every time because. It's somehow acceptable to take a piss at your accent, and I've said this before. It's like, can you imagine we had like, an Asian guy on, a wee Indian guy, and we all started taking the piss? It's not, I mean, we would get shut down, but somehow it's, somehow it's allowed. Oh, I, I just brilliant. find that funny every time. <laughs> I don't mind, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> How are you anyway, my friend? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Glad to be back. Glad to be back. And I'm glad I'm glad the football's back as well. I can't believe it, mate. It feels like a lifetime, but I'm, I'm oh. chuffed. Chuffed to be back. It's because we're no shite bags, mate. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, exactly. <laughs> Paul Seas, how are you, my friend? I'm good, thanks. Uh, and it's a pleasure to be here as always. And I know that Baz is really pleased that I'm on and I've got a couple of I've got a gin with me, so I can just I can just talk and talk and talk because it just keeps Baz very happy. And just before we start, I'd just like to say um big shout out to my mate Tony who's watching. Hi Tony. Tony. Hey, Tony. I'll explain Tony. that off your boys. <laughs> okay, okay. Um I'll just go to Baz then, because he's obviously happy that you're that you're here, Baz, and he's got a gin and he wants to talk. So, Baz Bowski, how are we? I'm good, mate. I'm good, but he assures me he's going to keep the answers to 15 minutes. Uh, I also want to give, I also want to give Tony a shout out. Never met the guy. Don't know who he is, but I'll give him a shout out as well. How you doing, Tony? In fact, all Tonys, every Tony watching, how you doing, man? Male and female. Why and I? He's felt. <laughs> and we're delighted to say that, that making his debut on the pod this evening is Craig Vickers. Now, Craig, you write for the Rangers Review, amongst many other things. It's a pleasure to have you on here, mate. Um, I've enjoyed some of your articles in the Rangers Review, so welcome to the podcast, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Smashing, smashing. Right. Corporate so we'll get, somebody, we'll get somebody on that knows what they're talking about, is what you're saying. Correct, mate. Correct. Maybe, maybe we'll that, see. That's we'll why see. I've got a large drink, so I can just, <laughs> yeah, just got to relax and just get that <laughs> Correct, mate. Um, just want to say a, a huge thanks to G4 Claims and um, KJG Printing for mm. all their, their help and support for the podcast. Um, it is appreciated, and they know that. Um, also, if you're watching this on YouTube, Guys, we want you to go and hit the subscribe button, right? The reason being, there's a few reasons for that. One of the reasons is it helps us grow as a podcast. Um, and also, it means you never miss a pod. So there's the benefit for you. It means you never miss a live pod. Whenever we go live, you'll get a notification. You'll go, oh, for fuck's sake, they're their own again. So that's that's what it does for you. So go and do that for us, please, because it would be amazing. And like and share and pass us on all your pals like an old scud. No, I can't say that. Um, and... Um, just for our Patreon, just for our Patreon side of things, I just want to promote our Patreon a wee bit because we've had, I put out a wee call to arms, I think Simi called it, um, and basically if there's anybody out there who fancies, they're sitting watching the podcast and they're having a wee beer and they think, I'd love to do something like that, but I don't know how, how to go about it, get in touch with us and let us know. We are looking for people to come and help us on the Patreon side of things to help the network, the network grow. Um, so it could be shows that you've always wanted to cover. You always want to cover something in relation to Rangers, or you've always wanted to cover something in relation to football. It could also be blogs. It could also be match reports. Any way that you think you can contribute to our um, 
network, we would be delighted to hear from you because it is a tough gig with just the, the guys that we've got and trying to keep the content going. We're all busy as well. So if we can share the load a wee bit with decent bears like ourselves, then we would be, obviously, everybody would benefit from that. So, Gio, is there anything I've missed there, mate? Is there anything you can suggest no, I don't. There? Just obviously the fact that it doesn't need to be, I know not everyone is as beautiful as our Baz down there and wants to be on video. So if you just wanted to contribute by writing stuff or if you want to maybe want to even record some audio stuff as well, that's another option as well, mate. So just the more the merrier, I think. Obviously, it's, it's just providing a platform for everyone to get their views and opinions out and... Not all of we we all don't need to agree with ourselves and agree amongst ourselves, but that's that's the diversity of it all. We want to hear different opinions, we want to hear different views and, and spread the love. Spread that love. Yes. Is there anything else that wants to anybody else that wants to add anything to that there, guys, in terms of a wee call to arms and what we're we're looking for? Because as I say, that we kind of maxed out in what we do, so try to get other people on board would be quite good. Hashtag get involved. Youth team Scott We spoke the other week there about even the youth team stuff We've always wanted someone to get involved with the youth team And we sort of we sort of started And then fell by the wayside a wee bit But even if there's, there's quite a lot of people who go to youth team matches So people even to get on involved and, and give wee match reports Or even loan players, players that are maybe out on loan That we, we maybe want to keep in touch with and, and find out how they're doing And even like you said, I mean, even even if it doesn't necessarily Need to be about Rangers I know Jamesy and, and Dick and, and Heather all follow West Ham quite a lot as well So maybe if they want to get involved and do a wee bit of stuff About West Ham and Blackpool Again, that's another option Speaking of Jamesy A wee cue there, did you like that? Did you like call, that? Look, I like the link there, the way you just seamlessly yeah. and Seems let me flow on there. Segway. I tell you, tell you, pulling out all the stops tonight. Um, Nicole, 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 he's busting my arse. So obviously, James, he's missing Nicole. So we need to make sure Nicole's at the next live show so that James <laughs> can see her again. Um, somebody who answered the call to arms, if you like, was Ryan Dunbar. And you might notice um, Ryan posting in the chat. And, and Ryan's actually sent me an article. Um, he had a, uh, had an idea to. Um, produce a diary for, for match days of him going to um, the Rangers game. Obviously, for those of you who don't know, Ryan is in a wheelchair, so it's, it's, it's about wheelchair access and things like that and how good the facilities are and stuff. I don't think that's something that gets covered enough. I think if, if anybody watched the AGM, you see that that was quite a huge part of the AGM, was that wheelchair access was, wasn't very good and also the facilities weren't very good. They're sitting out in the cold and rain, getting battered with the wind and, and howling rain and everything. Um, so I do think that's important, and, I, and I'm I'm really really thankful and grateful to Ryan for 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 doing this for us because, as I say, I think it's something that all Rangers fans probably should take many an interest in, um, and and look to support the, those that obviously have to attend the game and wheelchairs and stuff like that. So that would be good, um, and Ryan's going to produce that for us. And he's also going to do a wee blog on the EFL, which I think is going to be quite cool on English Football League. Um, so it'd be quite cool to get a different, a diverse kind of range of of hangies out there, um, of content out there. So that would be smashing. Let's go to the chat because we have a few regulars there. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what, Scott. Don't be fooled by that Ryan moaning about the pissing rain and the wind and all that. I see him doing the front eye brokes. It was middle of December, pissing the rain, and he's doing there with his t shirt on, singing away and all that with his, with his scarf up. You know, he's like moaning about the rain. Get a shake on, Ryan. Right? <laughs> I've seen you. <laughs> You've been caught, mate. <laughs> um, so, a few regulars. Jay Gallagher, Matt Mitchell, Barney. Who else we got there? We've got Rhiannon. 
Andrew Bluebells, Mr. Bluebells himself. Andrew Blue. By the way, Andrew Bluebells, who I have a cracking. I also want people to get involved with tonight and tell us your earliest memory of of going to a Rangers match. And Andrew Bluebell sent me a cracking one on Twitter that I will read out. Um, so maybe let me forget. Ross, that's a shame, mate. Good show, guys. I'm in work till ten. Ah. Catch it in the way out, mate. Um, Johnny, for once I'm on time. Curry Munchers put Pornhub. No sure what that is. <laughs> that was earlier when you were asking about the all the platforms that were on. Oh, I see. I see. <laughs> it's just it's just end up just self tanning and just giving it all this here, you know. Sorry, Paul, when you go, mate. I was just going to say it's Gio's voice that gives us the 18 rate, and that's what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and there, there we've got a wee bit of love for Gio. And also, guys, we're helping out the male community. Look, yes, lads, was nearly having to spend time with the missus there to notice the show. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> did you mention? Yeah. Did you mention Rhiannon earlier? Has Rhiannon got a screen fixed yet? Might be the issues with the camera. Oh, yeah. the camera. I know. Because we need to get Rhiannon back on. She knows what she's talking about, which is always always helpful when it's in your own way. Me and Paul, you know what I mean? Exactly. Aye. Ricky says his Instagram's only for Bazzy's poses. He's he's my only subscriber. Ricky's <laughs> <laughs> the only one who subscribes. <laughs> oh, we love yeah. you, Ricky. So let's just get through and we'll see. Oh, by the way, while, uh, while we're talking about Ricky, uh, he's doing a, a karaoke on Saturday night. Uddingston. Is it Bar 72 or whatever it's called out there? Rangers, Lounge, Rangers 72. Show? Lounge. Lounge 72. So uh, if you're out that neck of the woods and you want to hear um, Ricky sing some ABBA or whatever, get yourself down there and cheer him on. And there's um, me, Jamesy, asking as well. We caught the arms three weeks till the walk for... Um, Bills Hill to Ibrox for RFC Charity. £6,202 raised so far. Absolutely incredible, Jamesy. Outstanding. Who's joining in the walk or part of it? Stopping at Bears pubs en route. You might just I lose Bears each one you go to. You know what I mean? I've, uh, I've, I've said I'm going to date. I need to speak to James's old man right enough because I'm on Twitter at the moment, so I'm going to get audio, but uh, I've agreed to, to get involved with that. So that'll be good. That'll be good. good a tremendous job again, Jamesy. You know, he always... Uh, Pulls out the hat with these, you know, charity gigs and incredible. Mate. Well, well done, mate. Aye. Absolutely incredible. John McLeish has given his 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 earliest Rangers memory. Scottish Cup final, nineteen seventy six. We beat Hearts three one. Um, oh, geez, oh, and a wee bit of love for for James there. Right, let's get started. Now that we've spoke to everybody and said hello, and if I've missed you, I'm sorry. Oh, hold on. There's one there. Good day, lads. I put a wee snare freestyle triple out and double double like kind of TikTok and YouTube. A wee shout or a like. Send us a link, mate. Send us a link and we'll do it. I don't know what that is. I presume it's some skilling. I don't know. I'm out of touch with that. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure. I was never the most skillful myself, you know, so I'm not sure about that. Brilliant, <laughs> oh, man. Brilliant. Right. This week, let's start with the good news. No. Let's start with the departures. <laughs> right, so we've got Stephen Kelly, who's joined Salford on loan, going down there with the class of 92. Um, I take it it'll be part of the documentary and all that, that they have now doing there for filming the next season. Um, Gio, what's your thoughts on that? Because obviously Stephen Kelly started in pre-season on fire, really. We all thought he was yeah. he was maybe going to play a role. Gerard didn't really pick him, to be fair, and didn't really mm. play him, to be fair. He signed Bakuna, which... Probably took a wee bit of game time maybe away for Kelly. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Because I think we all thought Stephen Kelly was was a player, to be fair. 
he he sort of seemed like the heir apparent the the Devo, didn't he? He sort of seemed to to, to play that very very similar role, you know, and, and and in that position where you just need to keep the ball ticking over. And it, it did seem like, you know, he was going to get a, a wee bit of game time, but he, he did get a, a bit of pre-season and he, he, he seemed to acquit himself really, really well. And then it just sort of dropped out. I don't think Bakuna really filled that role, but I thought with the likes of Jack being out and stuff like that there and, and Lundstrom maybe taking a wee bit of time to adjust that he really got a wee bit more. I think he's a good player. He proved himself really well last season at Ross County and, and by all accounts, he, he they wanted him back and, and he was one of their better players throughout last season. So... You know, it was a wee bit disappointing. I think I actually look at this as quite a positive move because obviously Gio likes youth. He sees something in him. If he didn't like him, I think he would have shipped him out altogether, sold him, got rid of him, departed, released, whatever. But the fact that he's actually sent him on loan and Salford's a pretty progressive team at the minute. They're they're investing money and they're playing decent football. So it, I think it's a good move. I hope I hope you know. I know we said this last season, but I hope now we actually do get the benefit next season and get him back in. See, the thing is, Paul, is he's got, I know it's League 2 in England, but League 2 in England's quite a tough league. It's quite a decent mm. standard. Um, Salford are playing quite well as well. So uh, I think having I think having Stephen in there will, will hopefully help them, you know, achieve what they're, what they're trying to achieve and get better and grow as a club as well. And hopefully it can help Stephen in, in terms of coming back to Rangers, as Gio says, because I think we all like to think there's a future for him there. Yeah, I think um, I, I watched that documentary, obviously, and um, I, I watched the EFL on Saturday nights when it's on Quest. Um, it, it's a very competitive league, and you've got a lot of sort of um, older, uh, sort of older gold pros, if you want, um, journeymen and stuff have sort of gone down, just started to work their way down through the league's very experienced, and it's it, it's not it won't be that easy for them uh, down there. They're up against some good players. Um, I think he'll be a starter, which would be good for him because it will get him some get, get him some game time and. I was surprised he wasn't involved more in the first team, mm-hmm. especially as in pre-season, because he, he looked really good. We had, we had many discussions in the, in the chat and stuff like that, mm-hmm. saying this guy, this, as we, as um, Gio's alluded to, it could be the heir apparent to uh, Steve Davis. But it's just, it's not really, it's not really happened for some reason. I, I don't know, I don't know why. So I think going out and loan, getting some game time, it's been, it's the best thing for him rather than sit another six months, you know, in, in, the, in the B team or whatever. So, Get him out the door, get him some game time in a very tough league that's going to be very combative. And uh, I think it'll I think it'll stand the boy in good stead. Mm-hmm. And hopefully he'll come back in the pre-season, um, having done really well, and uh, hit the ground running again and get a, more than an opportunity with the first team. But we'll see what happens. Uh, it's just a wee bit. Craig, what's, what's your take it? Obviously, Stephen's been doing there. He's hoping to get experience. The thing is, is he puts his cell in the short window as well, which is important for him and I suppose important for the club if he hasn't ever got a future there that that at least, you know, he's going to go to somewhere that's a positive destination that will also benefit the club with maybe a fee and stuff. So I suppose it went, it's a win-win all round rather than him sitting in the B team or in, in the bench. Yeah, yeah, I think I think this season was probably a pivotal season for him because he obviously had that loan air two seasons ago and then at Ross County last season, I think Gerard said that he'd rather he'd learn from Stephen Davis, you know, he'd rather have him around the training ground, but I never really bought that. I thought he probably could have went on loan at the start of the season. Um, but obviously Gerald wanted him in the building. So I think, as you say, I think the league he's going to is a, is a very physical league. And I think one criticism of him is he is quite slight. And that's not that's not a, yes. not a criticism in a literal sense. But I think that's what maybe did hold him back and what maybe sort of deterred Gerard from, from giving him more game time in the league. So yeah, I think it would be a good... 
a good loan. Um, I'm not sure what, what Gio's thoughts on him are. Um, but yeah, you know, he, he needs to play football and, you know, he probably, even even more so under Gio, he only plays with, with one number six now, so he's even less, Aye. you know, cramped in that position. You've also got Bakuna, Lundstrom still at the club. We don't know if he's going to leave this um, this month, still with Davis, Kamara, you know, Arfield can drop back. So, yeah, you know, I think it's something that needed to happen. I think he needed to play it and, you know, who knows, he'll have a future at the club, but, you know, hopefully. See, the thing is, as well, as as you alluded to there, Craig, obviously there is a wee bit of noise about um, John Lundstrom. And John Lundstrom, to me, we we mentioned it last week, John Lundstrom, to me, has always came across as, since he settled down, somebody who could add a bit to the team. It hasn't quite worked out. You know, since Gio came in, he's found his game time limited, and it wasn't as if he was a regular starter under, under Stephen either. So, I don't know, if he does go, do we think... We need another midfielder in because obviously you get Glenn Kamara there, who's top of his game, right? Excellent, playing every week. Um, Stephen Davis is still there, who we know can come in and do the job as he has shown on numerous occasions, regardless of his age, and still playing internationally. Um, Joe Aribo, I know he's kind of a wee bit more advanced, but Joe Aribo, you've got you know James Sands can play there. Do you think we need another midfielder to come in there, especially with Kelly's departure if John Lundstrom goes as well? I wouldn't say it's a priority to be honest. I think there's bigger priorities no. lying elsewhere. You know, we need another winger badly, um, especially on the right hand side. But yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it's a pressing need. I think the benefit we've got as well is that Kamara is really injured. You know, his injury record at the club last few yeah. seasons has been immaculate. You know, likewise, Davis. I know Davis is getting on, but he's obviously not played as much this season as in the last season. So yeah, I, w- I wouldn't say it's a pressing need to be honest. I think, you know, the problem with Lundstrom is. From what I hear, he's on a sort of sizable wage, maybe free right. up some, some, um, some money to, to maybe spend on, on maybe another position this this window. But yeah, I wouldn't say it's a, a massive sort of need. I think, I think I don't think Lundstrom's really in favour under Geo. I think that sort of forty five minutes against Dundee United's probably scuffled them. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's a press need to be honest. Even more so now that, as I say, we only really play one six, so I wouldn't say it's a massive need. Thing is, as well, Baz, is Ryan Jack is still out um, and trying to get back to full fitness. So I think when Ryan Jack comes back in, it kind of would cover us there as well um, in terms of depth and, and bodies and players who would arguably be starters. I agreed. I mean, everybody loves Jacko, and we're all kind of hoping and wishing he gets back to, to full fitness. And we certainly gives that cover we need. In terms of Lundstrom, I, I, I kind of agree with what has been said. You know, I, I like the guy personally as a human being. I like the guy. And he said a couple of. Uh, shaky performances, and but in some games he's looked pretty good as well. But I just don't, I just don't see him really being that player that we need. Whereas when Ryan Jack, you know, gets back to fitness, uh, I'm kind of hoping he, you know, he gets back to the the, the player he was. I mean, obviously there's a we, we don't know what's going to happen in the summer with, with players that are contract. Scotty Arfield, Steve Davis, we really don't know what's going to happen there. But I guess that's a decision for the summer. But has there been any update on? Ryan Jack, in terms of you know progress and his, his recovery, I, I've not really heard much regarding him. No. See the thing is, see the thing is as well is that Geo's kind of and Rangers have kind of kept a low profile through this this break, so it's almost like Geo's just been focusing on the training ground. I, I've no doubt the players have had a few days off as well, but to just focus and getting his ideas across because he's done so well in such a short space of time. But the amount of games that we had in that time was frightening. So to to actually get time one on one in the training ground with Gio, I think I'll do the I'll do the players uh, world a good as well. So 
hopefully Gio gives an update over the weekend because I'd imagine maybe Monday or something like that will be his, his press conference for for Tuesday Tuesday night's game. So I would like to think that we may get an update on Ryan Jack then, but I'm not sure. Anybody else had an update? Craig, have you you'd heard anything about Jacko? No, not really. Um, yeah, I think he suffered. A, I think it was a minor setback. I, I don't think it was anything major that's going to keep him out for months, but I don't think he'll be fit for Aberdeen right. game, but you won't speculate either. Uh, that's a tough game as well up there, you know, in terms of physical. So if he's not 100%, you don't really want to risk him, do you? Mm. Um, Susie's put a comment in, hey guys, where's our Jody? Jody's not on the night. Jody obviously depends with schedules and stuff like that. So Jody's not on the night. But Susie, we'll need, to, um, we'll need to get in touch about live shows and things like that. Spoiler alert, about live shows and things like that. <laughs> so I'll be messaging you. <laughs> um what else? Who did I want to put up there? Rhiannon. Rhiannon saying the lassies playing again on Sunday. The other away at Hearts on Sunday. Um, they just had a fantastic 14-1 win against Stenhouse Muir in the Cup, which was brilliant. So good on the Rangers lassies and I hope they can they can continue to, to progress in the way they're doing. And as I said, the men win the league and the women win the league. That would be the best best case scenario, wouldn't it? Definitely. Aye. Paul, sees. I believe you wanted to... Was it? Did you do your wee shout-out already? Was it Tony? Aye, I don't know. I know, but did you want to do anything else? No, I thought you said there was two things. No, no. It was. Ah, uh, you were going to do a dance or something. But you know, going to do a wee a dance. Oh, oh yeah, I was going. I was going to. I was going to. mentioned it. I mean, the fall evening. I was going to express my sadness through the medium of dance. But you know, <laughs> I've, had a, I've had a drink now, so I'm not going to bother. You've calmed down, eh? Yeah. Man, see, see but honestly, I don't think you should be dancing at the news to the foes away. That no, broke my heart. No. It was my sadness. <laughs> it was a sad dance. All right, okay, sorry. Was, every dance, every, every was, single dance you ever do is a sad dance. Maybe no, maybe no sad for you. Sad for the poor bastards watching Paul. <laughs> Listen, I've only done one recently, and that was in that. That's that's in the Patreon site. I've done that for you. Oh, no, thanks, mate. <laughs> that was the only fans, mate. There's a lap dance you them. Battle favour after dark. Yeah. <laughs> Baz, I'm going to come to you first here, mate. What's your thoughts on Jermaine? Because I think we're all sad to see Jermaine Defoe go, but I think we all accept it. We said last week, I think it was yourself that said it, Baz. Sentiment, we can't have any sentiment in football when obviously he's no contributing. Like Craig said about Lundstrom, I'd imagine he'd be on a decent wage. So it makes sense to free up that wage and, and put it elsewhere. Do you know what? I'm sure uh, I'm sure it benefits all parties. I'm sure, maybe, you know, he's got other things he wants to do as well. And he was part of the, obviously, the coaching staff when his, when his pal was here. So, I mean, you can't deny the contribution that he's made. You know, 74 games, 32 goals and, and 10 assists. But see, if you look at Jermaine Defoe, you know, I mean, he wasn't starting games. He wasn't playing 90 minutes. See that return for a striker that plays 90 minutes. That, that's a good return. For a striker that plays every game, a, a goal in one goal in two games is, is a decent return. Jermaine Defoe was coming off the bench and scoring goals. He was playing 15 minutes here, 10 minutes there. When he scored against Celtic, he had played four minutes, played four minutes in that game, scored probably my favourite Jermaine Defoe moment, with the exception of maybe the you know the Livingston game. But I, I was I'm really intrigued to, to know if there's a ratio between minutes played per goal scored. 75 you know I mean? bars apparently. 75 apparently, mate. Right. One, one right. goal I mean, every seventy-five that's, minutes. That's got to be a decent return, considering the Brilliant. you know the the minutes he played. But I always would... sorry, did you was, was that way there? I lost you, but you're back now, mate. You're back now. 
Good, I was talking good. I'm glad because I was talking a lot of rubbish. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's not just the, the it's not just the contribution he's made on the pitch. You've got to think of the contribution that he's also made in the, the dressing room on the training ground. So So, 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 yeah. And that's so, all I've got to say about that. There he's back yeah. now, Baz. We've lost you a wee bit again there, but you're back now, mate. You're back now. All I'm saying is, I wish the guy well. I'll leave, it, okay. I'll leave it at that. Thank you. <laughs> all the best. <laughs> uh, Gio, coming to talk about Defoe, right? I think we all love him. I think we'll all, we all idolise him. He was a huge name in British football. <clears throat> he came and, and played for our club. And as Baz says, you know, one goal every 70, 75 minutes, whatever it may be, is just frightening return especially for somebody's age and he didn't start every week remember as well so it's huge for, for us I think it's a good deal because he goes with our best wishes and he goes and he frees up the wage for Jermaine I don't know where Jermaine goes now he, he says he wants to continue to play until the end of the season at least and then focus on his coaching but what I liked about his um, he, what, he, what he released in that and what he said about his departure was that he had a one-to-one with Gio um, can you confirm if that was you or Gio van van Brunken? No, I'm officially now Gio Ginger Bollocks now. Oh, right. okay, sorry. That's, 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 I have to just take that, eh? Gio asked him, what do you want to do, play or coach? And Jermaine said, play. See, 39-year-old, mm. mate. That's incredible, isn't it? To still have that, you know. Saying, oh, I want to play. Because he could probably have went into the, the youth academy and coached there. I'm sure everybody right. would have accepted that. But it just shows you a measure of man, doesn't it? I think you've seen by the by the outpouring of, of love from the fans. But not only the fans, from his own teammates. You know, there's a lot of, hell of a lot of the guys, the Rangers guys, who come on straight away. Baz was saying there about, you know, he, he, you know, he, he wanted to stay involved and he had done some work with the youth team. I'd also noticed he's done a wee bit more sort of television work recently as well. So maybe, he's, you know, let's be honest, he is hitting that age. And I know people look down on our league sometimes and think it's think it is a bit of a farmer's league and stuff like that there. I mean, the, the guy can't score the goals he done and, and not be still at the top of his game. Would he survive in championship level, maybe even level league one? Probably. But, you know, this is probably going to be his last season. I just, I just, for me, it was more the measure of the man and and the way he contributed around, like like Baz said, around the team itself and his goal scoring. But you know, I'm sure most people have seen a lot of the seminars he done online. He, he held a lot of webinars during during the likes of COVID with the youth team and and getting involved in that. There, what a guy! Like just what a guy. Proper a proper man's man, a proper football man, and a proper. You know the way he took the heart to his club, or the way he took the club to his heart as well was was brilliant to see, and and that's why I think there was so much love for him because he was just he was a class act. There, some Daniel said he was just an absolute class act, and his contribution to fifty five will never be forgotten. The thing is, Paul, as as Gio says there about the fans, you know, outpouring of of love for the guy, but you also have to look at um, the players on Instagram, their stories. And their tributes, you know, guys like Stephen Davis who've been there and seen it all, guys like Nathan Patterson who have just started and all the advice that given to him, Morelos, um, you know, people like that. It's incredible to see how much that, and Ross Wilson as well, how much that guy was loved around the club. Well, yeah, I mean, and your fellow pros and your teammates come out and say all these nice things about you, and it's and it's not like it's forced or it's or it's a you know, well, we'll just be nice because he's away. You know, it's it's all genuine. You can see people are really really appreciative of what he contributed towards not only the football club but also on a personal level and a collective team level as well. 
because you can see he, he done an awful lot, as you say, with the strikers, um, Morelos and uh, Sakala, and even uh, Sergio Kitten. I mean, who's just coming back? We're going to talk about. I'm sure that he's, he's done fantastic work with them, just guiding them and being this place, being that place. You know, that sort of stuff. You you can't buy that. You literally couldn't buy that if you're a young mm. young centre forward or a striker. Some of Jermaine Defoe coming in and, and just giving you one-on-one lessons. So I think they're hugely appreciative of that. That is to say, he's just a thoroughly decent human being. And that's very evident in what's been uh, put out by both the club and his current teammate, uh, current teammates. Yeah. Well, and also, teammates. also, Craig, you've got, you've got to say about him is the way he lives his life, you know, the clean living type thing, no alcohol, no booze, no, no drugs, no whatever else. You know, he just keeps... He just keeps he just keeps going, and it's why we sit in house and day podcast and Jermaine Defoe still playing football very night. But hey, listen, he's got the talent and he's class. But what a class actor guy was! Yeah, he's, he was a model pro, wasn't he? Just, just the way he obviously looked after his body, the age he was at, and you know the way that his movement was still sharp, his finishing was still. And he probably played a, a really undervalued role in in Morelos' development when when he came in, obviously halfway through that season. Um, but yeah, just whatever you, you guys said, you know, the way that, you know, the way that he, he acted around the training ground. I know a lot of players have said that when they've sort of wished him well on Instagram, etc. So, yeah, effectively the club got really good value out of him and that's all you can really want. It's probably time to move on because he wasn't really going to get a game and obviously now frees up a, a role for, for Cedric Heaton to come back. Mm. I was going to ask this question that actually Ricky's asked, so I'm going to come round the team here and everybody can tell us in the chat. In one word, is Defoe Geo classed as a Rangers legend? Yes. Paul? Yeah. Craig? No. Bazbowski? I'm with Craig. I'm, 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 that word gets through a book, doesn't it? It just gets through mm. a book. I mean, do you know the thing is, collectively, uh, this whole bunch of people here uh, who won that title 55 I would say collectively they, they together you would you would class that as, as yeah. sort of legend status but as an individual he made a great contribution but would I put him up there with people like McConstant Cooper and, do you know what I mean like, so it's 2-2 two, two. it's 2-2 two, two oh point. it's on you I have a casting vote here right and oh. this is what it's about pressure on me here I'm gone with Craig and Baz. I'm saying no. And the reason why I'm saying no is for the exact same reason that Baz just said there. He ain't yeah. in the same bracket as Alec McCoy's for me. He goes down as a great, probably, somebody who we can look back on very, very fondly for his contribution to the club um, and, and securing title number 55. But not only that, restoring the professionalism of our side on and off the park. And that's where I know there's a lot of hate still and a lot of bitterness towards Stephen Gerrard. But whether you like it or no, Stephen Gerrard played a huge part in restoring professionalism and pride back into a football club, which led to 55. And I, for one, I'll always be grateful to guys like Defoe, like Gerrard, um, for, for things like like that, obviously. you know. And then Gio's come in now, and Gio will take us on to 56 and beyond. And that's the way we hope it goes. So... And Scott, it was for that reason, mate. I said yes, and I'm sure Paul was probably the same. But I mean, oh, this is valid, was, mate. Valid. Yeah, and 55 was probably the most important title in our in in the last 10. Well, it obviously wasn't the last 10 years for us, and probably in our most recent history. Because let's be totally honest, if we hadn't have broken that duck and Celtic had a, a came out on top, would we have been looking at another two or three or four or five years of of underperformance? Maybe Gerard would have threw the the, the, the tall end already. 
But for that reason, and like Baz said, the, the, the team collectively, you know, for me, should should hold that legend status. But I agree absolutely, hundred percent. You can't you can't class a Defoe who played two seasons in the same in the same breath as a as a McCoist or a Cooper or an Oleg Selenko or anybody like that. All right, all right. Um, let me see. He didn't few. even get. He didn't even get the Oleg Selenko bit, did he? <laughs> <laughs> he just went. Me. Me. He's thinking about the next thing. He's already know, exactly. Next, you know? you, you can tra- say anything you want. Gio and his eye, 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 He's traumatized for having to the casting vote. He's like surely bad. I'm missing Fridge here. Fridge is usually get the comments up for me. Here, ah, that's that's nice. um, by the way, which he messaged me two minutes before we came on saying, shit me, I've left my lap my laptop in work. What a shite excuse, isn't it? That's a worst that's excuse. And that's terrible, man. Fucking fine. That's all right. I have normally got a uh, Peter that messages me see if I'm waiting for a bit of information or something. <laughs> Brian's old man. Like the other week there, I had a sheet of paper that had everybody's information. I think it might have been lunch from it was missing. It was missing, sorry. And I'm like, eh, hey, shit, next minute, bing, both, there it is. All his information, I'm like, yes. So it's it's always good to have a ghostwriter. Do you know what I mean? I recommend yeah, it. Definitely. I've got Simi. I've stopped with Jesse. He's too busy doing his own books. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a legend, an excellent player. Loved having him represent us, but he isn't a club legend. Maybe if he'd signed 15 years ago. Then again, it would probably have contributed to part of the problem 15 years ago. Right, right. <laughs> Six, 600 grand a week or something. <laughs> EBT loyal, you know. Uh-huh. Um, so, moving on then, Jermaine Defoe, sending her best wishes, not that obviously, huge, huge part of our recent history, and we thank him for his service at the club. Another who, another of the 55 heroes is returning, and Motherwell are shiting themselves, by the way. <laughs> because it is the return of Sid the Ted. Right? Cedric Eaton is coming back, um, returning for his loan spell in Germany to come back and play a part under Geo. Because mm-hmm. if you if you watch and, and read what Ross Wilson says about him, is that Geo has been aware of Cedric before he was Rangers manager, mm-hmm. which means Geo obviously had an eye um, on Cedric. So he obviously sees some somewhere that you can that you can fit into that team. Now, throwing a wee question out here, Gio. Under Steven Gerrard, Eaton, I, I don't think your style of play suited him, mm. right? Because it was very much coming deep like Morelos has been doing. And we've said it doesn't really suit Morelos to a certain extent either. We've seen the benefit now in Morelos being told to stay in the box and stay really more central. That also, in my opinion, would help Cedric Eaton because he goes in that box. We now put crosses in. We flash balls across the across the, the six yard box. Cedric Eaton comes alive in that box, as we've seen against Motherwell. Mm. Um, I think Geo coming in is a huge, huge boost for Cedric Eaton's Rangers career. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I was funny. I was talking to my brother about this last night, and and we were talking about the emergence of of the likes of even Joe Rebo. And essentially, when we were playing with the two tens, it narrowed the pitch, and what that done was obviously force players like Arebo to play in a more traditional midfield role. Obviously, with our two wingers now going out, our two tens essentially going back out as wingers, it's allowed the middle of the park almost to free up. And to, to, to go back to Cedric Eaton, I mean, he's a big lad. I mean, we've seen at times last season, he was coming in, he was holding, maybe he was only coming on for the last 10 minutes, but he was doing a great job of holding the ball up. He's a big physical presence. He probably doesn't use that enough, but 
let's be honest, he's just spent the last six months. He played 12 games, scored two goals in a really, really, really tough league, playing for a team that was really struggling. I think now coming back, we bit of growth in his own personal development, and we have traditional wingers whipping in balls. And I think we're go- we-, we should hopefully see that. Obviously, he's not going to start because Alfie's the main man, but it gives us a different dimension. It gives us something that we haven't necessarily had all season. And when we are maybe struggling, the likes of the Motherwell game last season, he has the perfect foil to bring on. And he will suit different games and, and obviously suit different styles. But I think you're right, mate. I think the likes of um, from Broncos coming in and, and playing with those traditional wingers will, will get him a lot more service than what he was probably used to last season. Craig, the, the thing is as well, is once we took Alfie off, if it wasn't working in a game, nine times out of ten recently, certainly since Gio's come in, Roof's been injured. So to have a different option like Cedric there, uh, I think it's going to be huge for us in the running. Uh, and I just hope that he can he can keep fit and he can get a wee turn, you know, a wee run a few minutes here and there and build his confidence and momentum back into that team again. Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's a really important point about Kemar Roof because you know, he can't really stay fit, which is a big problem. Um, you know, I thought he'd maybe gotten over his, his fitness issues, maybe started a season towards the end of last season under Gerard, but I think he's went, you know, he has breaking down again. So I think it was important to, to get eaten back. It was weird because it was never really something that w- was discussed really because, you know, we always, when obviously Eaton was, he hasn't been struggling alone, but he'd been playing on a, for a struggling team. You know, I think Gruta Futh are like 10 points adrift at the bottom of Bundesliga. So, yeah. Um, it was weird because nobody had really discussed it. You know, bringing Eaton back, we always thought he was just going to finish the season there, and then you know maybe move him on next summer. But yeah, I think I think he's far more suited to to Gio's type of football. You know, he isn't having to drop deep in in link play. I, I thought he was actually alright at doing that. He's really good at pinning defenders, but I think you know he, he's meeting drinkers in the box. He's a big threat from corners as well, which is always handy. You know, having an extra threat from them. Um, you know, dead ball situation. So, yeah, I think it makes sense, which is good. But as the thing is, as well, is that the club put a, you know, we, we had a fair outlay on in Cedric Kitten, you know, in terms of the money we spent on him. So it's only natural that we try and get the best out of him and get that return. And, you know, and, and if he's good enough, obviously, then punt him on rather than punt him on for a loss, if you like. I definitely. I mean, I, I can't even mind too much about him. If I'm, I'd be telling lies if, if I say that. But, it was you know, if he's three million. Get- yeah, half million, something like that. Mm. I don't know. I know him and Kamar Ruth came in at the same time, so I'm not too sure whether you know what, what it was individually. But if he's not going to get a game, then the, the right thing to do is put him out in loan. And I know people are probably looking at his scoring record when he went out in loan, and he's only scored two goals. One was against Bayern Munich, may add. Uh, but he he only started six games. You know what I mean? Six he came off the bench, so and and, and that team was really struggling. Where are they sitting? Third half the bottom or something like that. They're so, bottom, 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 right, yeah, right, okay, so, right, okay, so, you know, like, like, uh, Craig mentioned there, you know, maybe, you know, this system will suit him a lot better, playing him out right and coming deep and all that sort of stuff, so, ho- hopefully we can get to see the, you know, the Cedric Keaton that we all hope and, and all think is, is there, but John McLeish mentioned something about playing a, uh, Cedric Eaton and Sakala against Motherwell. I reckon if they took four four two nine nil, easy. <laughs> that's that's my prediction. <clears throat> I agree with John in that one. Play the two up front. That'd be, that'd be nice. <laughs> Paul, it sees where our studio is. We obviously I, I drive past Fur Park 
you can still see a big Cedric Eaton and Fashion Sakala hole where they just bust through the bust through the stones and just tore the place up. Nice. Um, I don't think Motherwell away. I'll be fancy seeing Big Cedric back. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he, he's there. He's a jinx, really, isn't he? And it would to, to our advantage. Let's hope it continues that way. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with the rest of the guys. So there's not much more I can add, really, to what what, what everybody's basically said. Uh, when he has come on, he has he's done pretty decent. Um, but he's been played at a position, you know, see coming deep all the time, stuck out in the right wing. Let's not forget, he scored a, a cracking goal. I can't remember who it was against in Europe last season, um, away from home. Um, Poznan, left Poznan. Yeah, yeah, and um, and he scored that belter against uh, Real Madrid uh, this season as well. Arsenal as well, didn't he? So he, he yeah. really started our season, uh, our season, yeah, striking in form. That's, I was really, it was really weird to see him go out on loan. I thought that's a, that's an odd decision, especially as you say after the season they had. Um, I'm glad he's back. Um, and as the boys say, he offers something completely different um, yeah. from Morelos, um, Sakala. And uh, obviously, with as Ruth is is injury prone, unfortunately, um, so we do need we do need more cover, and it, it made absolute perfect sense to bring him back. And if Gio says Ireland, and you before he became the manager, then that speaks volumes to the boy, and hopefully, he can get some game time and start banging the banging the goals in. The thing is, as well, Gio, and I know we've got um, Bruce Dortmund coming up in Europe, <clears> but in the European squad, remember Jermaine Defoe was never ever selected, Aye. right? So, so when Kamar Ruth was uh, injured and no fit enough to play. It only was Alfie, really, is your option as a striker, if you like. Mm. Having Cedric back gives you something different. Do you know what I mean? It does. It, it allows you to have um, a different style of player. Change it completely, you know, um, for the bench. I also think he could probably play up top with, and I know Sakala's there as well, so I know it's not factually correct, but Sakala, Gio seems to prefer to come off the left, really, than okay. playing through the middle. So, you know, Cedric could probably could play up there with Sakala. I know John was joking there and Baz was joking there, but he probably could play up front with Sakala, and he probably could play up front with Alfie as well, which again adds a different dimension. It's another strength in the bow that we could we could use. You're right, mate. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, Fashion has been playing more off the left, and he, he's done pretty well there the last couple of games before the before the break. Um, again, I, for me, it's the, just the, the change in formation and the fact that we now maybe have traditional <laughs> wingers putting balls in and, and actually putting crosses in as opposed to trying to play everything really, really narrow. And and Cedric maybe wasn't the type to come deep and link the play, um, it, you know, in that style that, that maybe Gerard wanted. But I do think him just staying up in the box, making a noose of himself, he's, what, 6'2", 6'3", just a big lug up there. And he's a really, really good finisher. You know, he, he's, he's good feet. And I, I think it just – I think the style more than anything will add to the – the, the the fact that he will probably become a bit more of an asset for us this time around. He's uh, he's certainly he's divi- he divides opinion in our in our fan base. There's been a few in the comments who've said that he won't the Etten and he'll be shipped to it. He might well be. We don't know. But certainly we wish him all the best and we hope that he's a success because if he's a success, Rangers is a success and that's all that we care about really. Um I think he ten can be added to the Euro squad, couldn't he? Because it's it'll be after January where that squad gets, yeah. gets finalised. Yeah, I think they can thing. Because, so, because the giant transfer window that the UEFA allows you to sort of aye, add that up. players. Because yeah. let's face it, we'll have lost players for it, won't we? You know, Nathan mm. Patterson. So you know, mm. so you would need to replace that. So I think that I think you can get added. Um just want to address this quickly. Do we think Celtic will cry off again? Who cares? Let's just give us a time, date, place, wherever we go, and we'll go and show and do what we do. The old uh, Alan Partridge gift. Win games of football. That's all we do. 
<laughs> Only lost one in the league in what fifty odd. That's what we do. Um, do you know what? I was watching a. Sorry, to interrupt you, Scott. See the obviously, obviously, I knew what we were going to talk about Jermaine Defoe. So I started just looking at old clips here and stuff like that today, and I watched the highlights when we beat that mob four one last season, the, the tail end of the season, and Kamar Roof scored two. The Alfredo put it, put the ball through that he had eight legs, bust the back of the net. And then Jermaine Defoe came on and, and scored that goal. And I'm looking at that team that, that we battered 4-1. The team is totally depleted now. Like, they are fucking deluded if they think the team they've got now is better than the team mm. they had then. Obviously, they've, they've lost so many players and they've brought all these people in. They've no jailed. Like, I honestly reckon we're going to fucking batter them. I reckon we're going to steamroll them. Uh, so. when, we finally, when we finally get round to playing them. Uh, it was just watching that game when we beat them 4-1 and I'm looking at the team they had and the individual players they had and I'm like, they're, they're totally depleted. No wonder they've put it off and put it off and, you know, try to get other players in or whatever and I don't want, really want to talk about them that much because this is obviously a Rangers podcast and that but I, I'm pretty confident that we're going to fucking batter this mob as per usual, by the way, may I add. Just want to get that in there. Like it, hey, like spot it. on. Spot on what you're saying there. Um... The welcome news that that Nicola has reversed the fan return, uh, the you know the the banning of fans to the five hundred, you know it's back to full crowds. Touchy subject, um, this sort of subject. Um, however, I am of the opinion that we should never have been locked out in the fucking first place. Okay, we should never have been locked out in the first place. I know many people will disagree with that, and that's fine. We're all allowed our opinion on that. However, I feel as though we shouldn't have been. So, new to have it, retur- to be, to have it reversed and has gone back to the football again next as of next week is absolutely wonderful for me, right? Which which dispels the notion that all of them jumping on our Twitter page this week have, have said that, that we don't want to play in front of fans. No, we do want to play in front of fans. However, we wanted to get the last two games out the road to complete and then go to the winter break and then see where we ended up. Right, it's not that Rangers we didn't ever want to play in front of fans. We've hit, we've been hit. We we can't play in front of fans, and we prefer to play in empty grounds. Right now, I say at the start of the COVID thing, the whole thing that was getting hit at our club was you've got no fans coming in now, which means your your income is getting hit, which means you could be staring at admin too. Right, so that doesn't suit Rangers to play in front of empty stadiums, according to them. Then we were steamrolled the league at an absolute canter. And then it's that's because you can't play in front of fans. So this year, it will change this year. Because guess what? You can't play in front of fans. And the last time I checked the league table, we were actually, yep, that's six points clear at the top. Um, undefeated against them and how long? I think before COVID, COVID was the Corona was a beer the last time they beat us. So <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure where it is that, that this comes into the Rangers can't do this. You know, I think Rangers have shown in the last year and a half, 18 months, you know, two, two years even, that we can do it and, and we're ready to do it again. And I just hope Gio can get the lads hitting the ground running starting Tuesday night at Pataudry because we go there, hopefully we can put a marker down and then it's off on the road again and the road only leads to one place, lads, and we know where that is, except this time we get to be inside Ibrooks when it gets handed over and that there absolutely excites the life out of me and go back to being like a Wayne again. Right, I'm buzzing about it. So, Gio, your thoughts on the fan return? Love it, mate. Love it. I think uh, I think the fact that, like you said, mate, there's been so many 
possible scenarios of why we didn't want to play and we had fans and they didn't have fans. Fans make the game. And, you know, funny enough, mate, Baz, you were talking there again just about the foe. I think the fact that, you know, fans didn't get to see 55 last year on the pitch, you know, we didn't get to see it all one on the pitch. We had to watch it from afar, you know, and, and the fact that fans didn't get to see some of Jermaine Defoe's goals and unfortunately we won't get to say a proper goodbye to him. Um, but, you know, there were some of the goals he scored last season. That goal against Livingston, we didn't get, someone stuck it up on Twitter today, like the fans have been deprived of seeing that goal in the flesh. That's one of the best goals you will ever see in any league in the world. And we weren't there to watch that. Do you know what I mean? So the fact that we're back and, and, and you know, we're going to take a big crowd up the Aberdeen on Tuesday night. And I can't wait. I'm, I'm buzzing, mate. Absolutely buzzing. Paul, obviously we go to the games, mate, at Ibrox. And it's, I tell you that, box, we only missed one, right, in terms of actually being in attendance. We only missed one. And it was the Boxing Day game against St Mirren. But Shameful. I fucking hated every minute, mate. I hated it. Shameful. Oh, you want a 500, were you? <laughs> it was horrible, mate. You know, we've said before yeah. in the pod how different it is watching the game on the telly. We feel to to watch it in the flesh, and it is different. Well, it is because you don't, as we as we talk about all the time, you don't get a chance to sort of a greater view of what's going on, the way the team's setting up, how the players are playing round about, how the, how the movement is off uh, out of possession. So, yeah, I don't. I, I, it's good the fans are getting back in. Um, it's the way it should have been. There should never be a reduction. Uh, it's all absolute nonsense. Um, that's in my opinion as well. Um, everybody's entitled, to, as you said, everybody's entitled to their opinion. And the, the thing is, I had to laugh when you started because I just thought you just said that. I thought I was waiting for the. I've got a podcast, so you will listen. So <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was actually waiting for that to come out. No, um, I'm no one. I'm no one to dictate no, people. But you know, no, everybody's allowed their own opinion on this. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Right, rightly or wrongly, everybody's entitled to an opinion. Everybody can have their own thoughts and feelings about things. I, I'm with agreement with you, though. I don't. I don't think. We just know that five hundred was was the way to was the way to go. I mean, uh, taking out a percentage of the stadium, you know, fifty percent capacity, something like that. But just arbitrary five hundred is absolute nonsense because some 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 low league grounds were rammed with one stand of five hundred people <laughs> special up, and then you get you get eyebox, you know, everybody's scattered to the full right. Yeah, it's absolute nonsense. So right. it just it was just absolute. Well, yeah, I'm, I've said it was absolute nonsense, but it's great. People are getting fans are getting back. Because as I say, football is nothing without the supporters, and it's, it's it was very evident in the Sydney match. There's no, there was no, no there was very little noise there. Although the guys who were there did their best. Yeah. Um, uh, it, no, it, there was more people at fucking Boris's party. He's in white with his man. I just want to say. I just want to say, I, I could have finished this about two or three minutes ago, but I'll just be repeat myself just to wind Baz up. <laughs> Do you know what, mate? See every time you, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, Paul. See every time you speak, I've been hitting this uh, stopwatch and see at the end, we tally <laughs> yep. up because we're on for an hour, right? Extra time. <laughs> and we're there's gonna, five gonna, people on this podcast. Oh, we're going to play I'm, extra time. I'm betting, I'm betting at the end you're going to be the 53 minutes, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, Craig, see the crazy thing about it as well, mate, is see if you went into like a spa. And like Nicola Sturgeon had said, we're only allowed five people in this small spa shop. But then also went to Tesco and said, you're only allowed five people in this big, massive Tesco store. I'm sure Tesco would have something to say about it. So I just relate that the same to the football ground, because at least football, you're outside. We have to be vaccinated to get in to start. You know, whereas 
the, 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 the Tesco and that, everybody can walk in, you know, and it's inside. So I just think, I don't, and it didn't really affect Rangers much, mate, against St. Man, let's face it, we were excellent, probably one of our best performances this season. <clears throat> um, Scott Wright looking absolutely outstanding in staking his place, uh, staking his claim for a place in the team going forward. Yeah, yeah, it was weird with the fans thing. I think I agree with Paul. You know, it's it makes more sense to do it as a, just a percentage of you know the capacity rather than just an arbitrary sort of five hundred. Um, but yeah, you know, it didn't really make much difference. You know, I think obviously the players are used to it now. When whenever it does go behind closed doors, and thankfully it's only for it's only been for one match. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I thought the St Mirren game was, you know, it was a really good performance. You know, I think St Mirren, I think Jim Goodwin said in the week that. That he wasn't going to come out and he wasn't going to play expansively, and I thought, you know, the the team selection, you know, reflected that. I thought Scott Wright was really good. I think he'll start at Bitodry again. Um, Scott Wright, you know, I think he's he's a really good option, at least in the short term. I think, you know, you know, I know I'm getting off tangent here, but you know, someone like Scott Olsen, you know, I think he's probably one of the the dream signings. You know, I think he's probably top of the the recruitment drive. So, yeah, you know, I, I think that the Samaritan game was good, but thankfully, you know, it's you know it's crap playing with, with no fans and it's you know even if it's 500 it's just it's just not the same yeah totally but as it kind of leads his own to I think in a St Mirren game right and, and, and how good Rangers were it's only St Mirren we know St Mirren had a few Covid um, related incidents before um, you know they played Celtic before us but then coming into your game they got a few players back um, but they, str- they struggled a wee bit they, as Craig alluded to Jim Goodwin basically said he was coming to park two or three buses and Gio responded to that with his team selection being go for it, gung-ho, just go and attack. They're not going to come at us anyway. And we were excellent. We were Scott Wright. Would you start him at Pataudry? I, I thought he was immense um, at Ibrox against him. Second best, greatest Aberdeen player of all time. Uh, <laughs> and, and that's not my opinion. That's uh, my mate Seven's opinion. You know, he's a, <laughs> big, he's a big Don's man. Aberdeen man, all right, Seven, I know you're watching. Uh, he says Scott Wright is his second greatest... Aberdeen player behind Ryan Jack of all time, he's known to man since Aberdeen began. Uh, that's what he says, that's not my words. I'm just like, you know, that's, that's the opinion of Aberdeen fans. It's, you know, <laughs> Scott, Scott Wright's that good. I'd start him, definitely start him. But can I just go back to something that you were talking about? I mean, I'm, I'm not really wanting to talk about politics and all that, it's not my thing. But you mentioned, you know, Sturgeon earlier and all that, and I just want to touch on something since we've got Geo on the night. We've not had Geo on for a while. And, I want to ask him. A, I want to ask him a question, right, Geo? Yes, ma'am. Picture the scene, right? You're in Edinburgh, stag do. All the boys are there. We're all there. We're all out. We're going to different bars. We're jumping about the place and all that. We've been on it all day. You know what it's like. You start getting split up and all that, and then you go, you know what? Fuck this, man. I'm just going to go back to the hotel and get a pint at the bar, right? So you go to the hotel. You're at the bar. You got your pint, and it's mirrors. You know, you get mirrors behind the bar with the you know mm. the drinks and all that. So anyway, you're there, you've got your pipe, and you're aware of just somebody approaches beside you. You're not really paying attention or anything like that. And she orders a gin and tonic, some shit that Paul would drink or whatever. And, uh, and you're like, I recognise that voice. So you look in the mirror, Nicola Sturgeon's standing right beside you, right? So she's look. next minute, you make eye contact in the mirror, and she does that thing where she kids on, she's not looking at you and all that. So you turn around and she's like, oh, you're that guy off that podcast, Geo. Ah, how you doing? I, I'm Nicola. Oh, I know you're not that blah blah. So he's get talking, and she says to you, she says, hey, she says, Jill, listen, I've taped Emmerdale. I got a wee bottle of wine. We'll go upstairs watch Emmerdale. 
What are you going to do, Gio? What are you going to do? <laughs> do, do uh, can we do this one off her? Because I've got a crack of answer for you. I tell you, stick a bottle of wine right up her. Fuck it anyway. Hello. <laughs> right up her ass. That's what I tell you. Uh, no, I think I think I would kid her on and take her upstairs and let her think she's getting a wee bit of the geo love. And then I'd do that whole thing where, nah, you're not quite getting it tonight, love. One of them ones, mate. But it's a nice bottle of Shiraz. I'd drink a Shiraz and then I'd do one. <laughs> Are you going to watch Emmerdale? I am. Fuck, I am. Of course you am. Watch Emmerdale and kick Nicola out of the room. Uh, I'm just going to bed with Zach Dingle, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness, so, so let us know in the comments so you're going to go oh, and watch Emmerdale there's, 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 there's a couple in there you just can't put in the screen ah, there's a couple in there that I'm just <laughs> curry, we're here, curry muncher I like that one mate I like that yeah, one yeah yeah mate I like that one <laughs> 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 oh dear how do you follow that <laughs> here wrap it up thanks all the best lads. I, do you know what I can't even mind what you asked you asked me something <laughs> I can't even ask either, mate. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Scott Wright. Scott Wright being the second greatest Aberdeen player of all time. I is going to start. Of course he is. <laughs> like it. Watch Emmerdale drink her wine and bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, <clears throat> that's no... That's, I like it, lads. In our new branch of the podcast, Baz is Sturgeon Wordpong. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on the network. The only place to catch that is on the network. <laughs> um, <Great> subscribers. <laughs> sees yes. Aberdeen. It's always been a, a notoriously tough place for us to go uh, up there. Although in the last wee while we've done pretty well. You know, Alfie's kind of shone up there a lot. Ryan Kent, I'm thinking the first day of last season, Ryan Kent. Um, getting the, the goal Alfie got a couple up there in the next game against them we've, we've done quite well it's, I think again with Gerard and then obviously followed on with Gio who's done is that it, it's taken away the, the fear and the worry for these games where it was previously there under guys like Kashinia and even Matt Warburton you know to a certain extent that worry's kind of away now and we're we're actually, you're looking forward to these games and you're going, no, this is a Rangers side that we can be proud of. It's a Rangers side that we actually recognise um, as being that it can go and get the job done, even if we don't play well, as we did at Easter Road. I was just going to say that that's the difference between Warburton and, with respect to Mark, uh, and Pedro's teams. <clears throat> look look at the quality of player we have now. Look at our setup. Look at look at um, the, the, the ta- tactics, the training we have. It's, it's night and day. We don't have people that will care in defence anymore. Do you know what I mean? Is the fear factor from going to these places is, is, has now gone? Yeah, you have to be weary. Have to treat everybody with respect. Yeah. <laughs> what? You just read some. I've just read Jay Gallagher's comment. I'm not putting it up. <laughs> <laughs> it just made me spit. My oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not going to read that. Either. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, so I think the fear. So, the fear. so we know we know how Jay's answered that question now. <laughs> aye, well, ah. He's only watching up to the adverts, isn't he? He's only watching up to the adverts. Good man, Jay. Good man. One for the team. Take off the team. Yeah. Godspeed. She'd be grabbing out. She'd be grabbing out his beard and everything, wouldn't she? Sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry, Jay. Jay, just lay back and think England, mate. That'll piss her right off. 
I completely forgot. Was it? So yeah, the fear factor's now gone. So yeah, um, we, we should we should be we should be confident going to these places because better quality and better tactics, better management, everything's better. Just better, more confident. So yeah, go, go but be weary, but be confident. I'm, I'm turning that fucking chat off. Oh, I've you done should. The last five minutes is read it. Craig, honestly, mate, we're way more professional than this. Honestly, <laughs> even my here, even my Paul was smashed. We were still more professional. Aye, aye, four rules we didn't upon. We ended up steaming. Yeah. It was still more professional. I was steaming before we started. What are you talking about? <laughs> I've, I've no, I've no recollection of coming on. Even I, I do remember Jamie saying the next day, he says you're actually going to do a podcast. Have it doing? I was saying, yeah, it'd be fine. Don't worry about it. She just shook her head. And I came through here, and the rest is history. So, Aberdeen predictions. I don't know how to follow this, so we'll just wing it, right? Aberdeen predictions. They're also sitting sixth in the table. We're top, in case anybody didn't know that. We're top. Um, Gio, what what do you predict for Tuesday? I think the players will be busting a gut to come out and show, you know, the form that they did just before the the break. And I think they'll be keen to continue that and put a marker down for the rest of the season. Um. I'm going for 2-0, mate. And the reason, I mean, I'm sure everyone's seen the picks of Alfie during the week. They're looking really lean and, and, and sort of slender and svelte. I like that word, svelte. He's looking very very lean and, and trim. Baz like that word as well, didn't you, mate? Svelte. I did, mate. I did. I've, never, I've, I've never heard it before. <laughs> it's not a Northern Ireland thing either. It's, he's looking very svelte. Um, and also, uh, Andrew Bluebell's put in there, keeping the zero, mate. Um, we, we have kept the zero. It's something that we've managed to turn around from the beginning of the season. We've kept the zero. Um, we're looking really sound defensively again. Um, I just think that, and, and like Paul said, even we, we, the fear factor's gone. I think the boys will be busting a gut. I'd start Scott Wright, I would. I think he's got something to prove, and especially against them up there. Um, yeah, I'm going for 2 0, mate. I'm going for 2 0. 2 0, Paul, sees. I'm exactly the same. 2 uh, 0, that's that's my prediction. I just self found the. Uh, the ball, Geo here. Yeah, we, uh, we we know the score. It's going to be two nil. Craig, what are you? That's easy, that one. <laughs> Craig, actually, I'm actually going two 0 as well. I actually thought of that before you started giving your prediction, so I'm not copying it. But yeah, I think it'll be two 0 Aye, just... Craig. Aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before, mate. <laughs> just, just like with the Tynecastle game, I, I think it'll be interesting the approach because the the Hearts game, it was. Obviously went 2 all up inside 13 minutes and then just pretty much sat back, which was weird. It was, it was kind of weird to watch, but um obviously it proved effective in the end. It was similar against Easter Road, no, well, against Epsi Easter Road, sorry. Um so yeah, I, th- I think it'll be two 0 I think it'll be you know uh, in the games I think maybe a goal either side of half time. So yeah, two 0 Baz. Do you know the thing about Aberdeen? They've no consistency in anything, right? And what I mean by that is the form. I mean, don't get me wrong, see the past five games, with the exception of the, the Hibs game, you know, they've found a bit of form, but they've no consistency in terms of the formation they play. They've no consistency in the terms of the start and the living they play. It, 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 it was for a while, it all seemed to be messed up. I mean, they're playing Ojo uh, at right back, and I think he's a defensive mid, midfielder. They're playing Hayes at left, left back. 
and he's a left mid. I know uh, Ramirez is on form at the moment. He's got 11 goals, four assists. Ryan Hedges has got four goals, five assists, but the rumour is uh, Blackburn are sniffing about him. Yeah. So they're, a, they're, a, they're a, a weird team, you know what I mean? They're a, a right weird team, but I think it's going to be a Rangers, a Rangers win. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0. As that's that's exactly that's exactly my my score, mate. And I thought of that as well before you said that. In case you think I'm copying you, but that was exactly, <laughs> that was exactly my thoughts. Three 0 The 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 feeling for me is we owe them one after their draw at Ibrox, especially considering the the situation we that Walter had just passed and stuff like that. And I think Ibrox was very emotional that night, and we were too done before we realised what was going on. Um, not saying that was the reason for that, but we were 2-0 down before the before we realised what was going on. We defended poorly all night. We managed to get ourselves back into it. Um and unfortunately couldn't go in and get the get the win. But it's probably one of the games along with Hearts at Ibrooks that I would look at and say, obviously Dundee United won as well. It springs to mind at um at Tanadice, but it's one of the games where I would say, where I would say that we dropped the points there, but really, you know, that was three points for us that we would be nine ahead of them. The new, you know, things like that, that in the Hearts game, you know, we would be nine ahead of them. It's, it's different just night, different mindset now. Those, I, I know, that's a that different. Know. You know, what I mean, that Geo's got them in a completely different place. The same players, when you, you after only what a couple of weeks, you could see what what a difference it made and the aye. shift in the mentality. Aye. More aggressive, aye. more confident, more belief. Aye. I, I'm going to three now. Um, I believe the whole the keep, the keep the zero is a huge, um, you know, factor for for Geo and, and driving with the players because we done it last year. You know, we were very very good at, at keeping clean sheets and going and smashing teams. This year we kind of found that a wee bit more difficult until Geo came in, and all of a sudden our defence and I think as well a lot of it goes into the fact that we've not rotating our goalkeeper as much. Mm. You know, they're, they're getting a, a goalkeeper and a set of back four, which is then. You're allowing the platform then to build and go forward, and, and I think that's huge for us. So I'll take three 0 I would take one 0 tonight. I couldn't care less as long as Rangers end up with more goals than Aberdeen, and we end up with the three points. That's all it'll do for me. We are planning to go live um, on Tuesday night for about maybe seven to half seven before the game, something like that, and just to get your thoughts on the team lineup. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm sure there'll be more stories and, and things break between that between now and then. Um, so we, we'll be live on Tuesday night before the game. Get your thoughts. So I hope you can join us for that. Um, and I hopefully, hopefully we get there. Right, earliest memory. There's been a few in the chat that I've been putting up. Um, Andrew Bluebells, I'm going to read his out. So while I'm finding his, Gio, you want to do yours? Mine? Yes. What's your earliest memory of following the famous Glasgow Rangers and attending a game? It was it was way, way back when the old ferry used to take us across and getting the getting to watch Rangers took literally 48 hours. You would travel, you would <laughs> you would set off at maybe two o'clock in the morning, get um get on the boat, get on the bus, get on the boat. The boat took forever. You got into Stranraer, you know, you were on the supporters bus, the the you know, all the way up, you, you know, and then my earliest one, I was probably about eight or nine. And um it was, believe it or not, I think I think McCoy scored, and it was a school cup game. 
Um, that's how long ago it was. It was a school cup game. I think Rangers beat Aberdeen at Ibrox two one. But for me, it was always for me it was always the the whole the whole trip the whole day, and you weren't getting in till maybe maybe you know two o'clock the next morning. So it literally did take us twenty four hours. But it's a, it's a type of thing you wouldn't have changed for the world, mate. And I loved it. And we at that stage when I was a kid, we were going back and forth um, every second week, and and. Yeah, it was the whole process of getting there and the boat and the ferry and, and the, the, the coach and all that there. But I it was McCoyst. And that's that's why I fell in love with Ali McCoyst, mate. That's why it was. And he will always be my hero. 100%. 100%. Paul, it seems you've said this a couple of times on the pod, but um, your earliest memory of, of attending a match. Yeah, that was... Um, yeah, actually, I, I wrote an article in the... In yes, it's crying. End it's not read it in page and go and read it. It's crying. Um, it was um, here we go. I'm gonna show my age up here. I was three years of age, and uh, my uncle, who used to live in uh, what they called, used to be Wayne Alley. Um, I was 1927, by the way, for everyone uh, yeah, in the comments. Yeah. So, and uh, 19, 1974, um, and it was against Air United. And they, I was stood in the room room, and they lifted me over the turnstile, sat on his shoulders. Um, we won uh, 3 2. Um, and I had to look this up, by the way, and it was because I had no idea what the Googles are. Derek Johnson and Ali Scott got the goals. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that, that's my earliest memory. But I say, yeah, I was sitting on Uncle's shoulders. Uh, basically, he wasn't really a football fan, but he used lived down the road. And his, my, my my father was at sea. My mother went to visit him for the weekend because his ship was in Glasgow. Um, we all lived in Rothsey. So I was left home for the weekend and get me out of the house, took me to the football. And uh, that was it, hooked from the age of three. A few moments later. I'm looking for I'm looking. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me, mate. Somebody pressed that button there. I don't know who that was. My fridge. I know. Paul, just because it was Paul, just because it was ages ago, does they make you say you need to take ages on it? <laughs> Craig, what's your earliest memories of attending a Rangers match? Um I'm gonna show my <clears throat> my relatively young age. My earliest memory was a game in 2005. Um, Get him off the pod. Beat Kilmarnock <laughs> 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 3 0. I think it was just a run of the mill league game. Uh, Postle, Barry Ferguson, I think it was an own goal. Oh, class. Um, sitting up at the club deck. Yeah, <clears throat> now they've been, what, six or something at the time. Um, earliest that- memory is probably Helicopter Sunday that, that season. I always remember one of my first earliest memories was the old firm game when you remember it, it was when Posso scored the header, but it was like a looping header. It was from a free kick and it was a sort of in swinging free kick and he sort of looked it over. Um, can't remember who the Celtic keeper was, but yeah, that was probably one, one of my earliest memories, which wasn't actually that long ago, to be honest. <laughs> See that see that game in two thousand and five. Was that not one of the games as well where if we lost that big Eck was getting sacked the next day? <laughs> Remember that seemed to happen like every couple of weeks. Yeah, it was after it was after a Champions League game. I don't know what Champions League game. It might have been the Porto three two game maybe. Aye. I think it might have been after that. It's just weird because yeah. um, every couple of weeks because of course we were great in Europe that year and we were mm. poor, uh, very poor in the league. Finished third, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, that's quite that's quite cool. Buzz, your earliest memory of attending a Rangers match? 1986, Eastern Closure, standing. Couldn't see the game because I was a wee guy and everybody's standing. Uh, we could beat 2-1 and 
However, I was lucky enough. I didn't realise the significance at the time, obviously, because I was six year old. However, uh, Eastern Closure, the, the, the goals down this side, and we got a penalty, and David Cooper scored the penalty. So, we uh, lost the game, but at least I had the pleasure of seeing David Cooper score a goal. But I, I didn't realise <coughs> the significance at the time. So, that's my earliest. Uh, that is. That is a that is an absolute pleasure, by the way, of being able to see David Cooper score a Rangers goal, man. Oh. That's brilliant. Nobody, nobody, many have got that. Well, they're probably. Gee, would imagine you'll have seen that. Paul definitely will have seen that. <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've got a David Cooper story. I played with pool. There you go. There you he go. Is, he, he, lived, he used to live not far from my aunt and uncle, and in my, my, my uncle's pub, um, just just literally just opposite his house. And I was in there one day having a, you know, just played some pool. And Super Cooper was there, and he actually knew my uncle. And I was sort of, you know, just nodding acquaintances. Super Cooper, uh, come on, give me, give me a pool, but I kind of coat like high crisps. There you go. My hero, Scott. Scott, I've got a wee idea, mate. What about if if anyone does want to share their memories? What about if they send them in to the pod, or or we'll put out some contact details? We can even put them on the Patreon site and even share some mm. of them as we yep. go along. Um, stuff like that, there, mate, because. I mean, I, I, I mean, Paul's talked about his own and obviously written for it, and, and and we've all got some cracking stories of our memories. But it doesn't necessarily need to be our earlier memories. But any anything at all that people want to share, again, that could be a nice way for them to get involved. If they want to even share a, a special memory of attending a Rangers game, that might be another one as well for us, mate. My my first ever game was during the nine row season. No, the nine row season, but during the nine row era, and uh, we played Dundee United. I don't even know what season it was but we played Dundee United and we get beat at Ibrooks and I've told this before and uh, we went I think I said it in Prada Fodder actually and I left the ground singing the Billy Boys um, and obviously no they can awards obviously they're right you know, you know I was only like <laughs> five year old four year old or something like that so it wasn't the words and uh, the police were actually giving me like a pound you know to, as every, t- every time you said the naughty words <laughs> so and it got me thinking about how much times have changed where if you if you sing the Billy Boys now the police will take a keen interest in you but put the cuffs on you and take you to, to jail you know um, and my first game that I can probably remember was Coca-Cola Cup Paul Gascoigne against um, I'm saying Paul Gascoigne because it was a Paul Gascoigne show against uh, Falkirk I think it was and I'm sure guys either got two or three that day and I just didn't appreciate, just like Baz was saying about Cooper, I just didn't appreciate the genius that we were watching in front of us. I was too young to actually appreciate how good that guy actually was. Um, for fuck's sake, not this story again, Scott. Have you not got a wrestling story we can listen to? Well, <laughs> no, I've got one say that. <laughs> I'll just keep that for the Patreon, right? <laughs> just press mute. <laughs> I'll keep that for the Patreon, right? Um, so I... That's that's the earliest memory. So as you says, if there's anybody that wants us wants to get their memory out there, send them into the pod. We've got an email address, battlefeverpod at outlook.com, or you can just DM it to, to any of the pod accounts on any of the social media platforms or on Patreon if you if you, you subscribe on that, and we'll we'll get it out there to the people. I think we're just a bit done talking shite for the night and but I just want to reiterate the point again, guys. If there is anybody out there who wants to help us with blogs, with match reports, with podcasts, either audio or video, as Geo quite rightly says, then please get in touch with us because we would like to add it. It could even be you want to talk about the Premier League in England once every month or once every week or whatever. That's cool. You know what I mean? It's, it's, we want it to be football related um, and offer a, a, a kind of broad 
um, spectrum of what we can deliver. Majority of the stuff will be Rangers, of course it will. Um, we're all Rangers fans at the Rangers podcast. But it's just if there's any alternative stuff there that MD wants to then then great. Um, we've got Rhiannon, who does the, the ladies' football show. We have um, the Read the Game show, which is going to be coming back. Um, so we've got a few things in the pipeline. Me and Baz have got a wee idea about things that we want to do. Um, and um, me and Paul and Derek are still involved in the David Murray series, which we shelved due to Walter's passing because we felt as though it was the right, the right thing to do. However, we will be finishing that off in the near future as well. Colin Muncher says about... Um, John Suter, before we go, thoughts from the guys. Uh, will he arrive this window, Geo, or will it be the summer? It looks as though he is coming to Ibrox, and mm-hmm. that's certainly what the reports are saying, but will it be January or will it be the summer? Short and sweet, mate. Get him in now. Same as Scott Wright when he came in. Get him embedded into the squad. Get him around the culture of the club. And obviously, we do need a wee bit of defensive cover, so whatever, maybe it's a couple of hundred grand or maybe even a player swap. Let's get it done. Get him in. Brilliant. Paul, it sees. Geo to the words right from mouth. Exactly the same as Scott, right? Get him in, get him buried into the team, uh, understand the system, the way of playing, training with the boys, hit the ground running next season if necessary, if we can get him going, going earlier than that. Brilliant. Well, Dave Craig Glass, because he's a pro. Hmm. Um, Baz Bowski, what do you think? Do you think he'll arrive this window or do you think it'll be the next one, mate? I'll tell you what I think, mate. A comment came up asking you about a, a wrestling story and see ever since that comment came up, you started speaking like this. You, like you started doing that wrestling voice. Brother. Like, hey, brother. Hey, brother. Hey. <laughs> Do you know what? I would I would love to see Suter in early, but I don't think Ann Budger, Craig Levine have any interest in helping us out. Uh, so, I don't know. I would love to see him in early get embedded in, but I don't know. Brother. I've just got to read Barney's one before I then say my opinion and then go to Craig. But Barney said, Thank you, Scott, Geo, Paul, Baz, and Craig. It's been awesome as usual. Love the show, especially some of my pish posts. I've been awesome. You're welcome. Thanks very yes. much, Barney, for all your support, yes, mate. Yeah, we'll wait it always. Um, Craig. Listen, Craig, Craig's on us to discuss the five sub rule coming back as well. So we do need to touch on that before we go. We kind of let the people do it. But we'll get to that. So, Craig, just hang fire just to know. Um, Craig, I, I tend to think myself, in my own opinion, that John Suter will be in uh, this window. I think it makes sense for all parties. I think John wants that deal to happen. I think Rangers now would want that deal to happen. And probably Hearts would want it to happen, really, because he's he's, he's basically he's going to join Rangers, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's a perfect Goldson replacement going forward as well. He's got a lot of the same same attributes as Goldson. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're in this window. I think he'll probably take maybe Balligan's role in the short term, but I think going forward, I think he'll, he'll um, succeed Goldson in that sort of role. There you go. There you have it. Five sub rules coming back. I was always a fan of this. I think it suits us better than and, and Celtic in that sense, um, better than the, the smaller clubs because we can we can practically change half our team, let's face it, um, and, and get fresh legs on. Gio, I think it suits the bigger clubs. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. I, 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 I was, I was really disappointed that we we couldn't continue it on. And again, I know you want to keep it short and sweet, but yeah, it absolutely suits us. And plus, it allows us to maybe give players a wee bit more game time and keep the squad happier. As well. Yeah, mate. Definitely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Agree with everything there. Policies. What you said. Good smashing basketball. <laughs> I, do you know what? See when I held short and sweet, and your duo was talking to Paul. <laughs> Craig <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's a big club so yeah <coughs> definitely definitely 
Thank you very much to everybody for joining us. Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel if yes. you like our content and also sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash battlefeverpod when we are coming there. Um, thanks to Gio. Love to see you, mate, again. Missing you. Now that I've met you in person, I'm I know, missing mate. you. Brilliant. Brilliant to be uh, back. Love being back, mate. And thanks to everybody again. The comments tonight were brilliant. Love being back, uh, mate. Love this. This is this is what being a Rangers fan's about. You know what I mean? Love yes. this fucking shit. Come on, the Rangers. I just want to sing the theme tune I just want to sing the theme tune Paul says Thank you very much mate for joining us I know some people have took the piss you there for long thingies But listen mate It's, it's, it's you know It's, it's just a bother me I've got, I've got big, big shoulders mate I've been called nothing worse in my life Yeah, So there we go, yeah it's a pleasure always to be We here. actually love you dearly anyway You know that uh, I can't know you don't Um <laughs> No, it's always a pleasure to be here, and uh, as Gio said, it's, it's, it's good fun, um, and it's, we, we do it because of Rangers fans, and uh, we do it for the guys who are watching and listening, um, guys and girls who are watching and listening. Um, without you, this podcast is nothing. Oh, shut so- up, Paul! What you sound like something <laughs> at the fucking Brown Awards! I want to thank my agent, I want to thank I want to thank God, I want to thank... Shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> 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 Baz Bowski, thanks very much for joining us, mate. It's always a pleasure to see you. Aye, sorry for fucking up your podcast tonight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Emmerdale, Bottle of Shiraz, Hotel, Picture the Scene, you know the score. <laughs> Craig, thanks very much, mate. How did you find your first appearance on the podcast? Yeah, yeah, enjoyed it. Um, cheers for having me on. No, it's a pleasure, mate. It's a, a pleasure. And just before we go, Ryan and Baz asking a very, very important question. Baz, maybe you can answer it. Scott, what happened to the In Your House pod? It's coming back. We're just trying to get a, a time where we're all together, Baz. Am I right there? We've got our, an active wrestler on our roster. Mate, anyway, we need to make sure that he's good to come in. We have an absolute legend in Simi. We have to make sure that he's good to come in. We have you who sometimes obviously is working and, and no able to make it. And then there's me that just tries to make an appearance noon again. So we, we are coming back, mate, aren't we? You've still to make there's your debut lot, on that. There's a lot going on, but we'll, we'll, you know, we're going to get it sorted out and that. And, uh, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Everything comes to he who waits. And last of all, I would like to thank when I was a young boy, my father said to me, put this scarf around your neck and sing the blues with me. And now I am much older, there's a place I want to be. It's red faucet, it's beautiful, it's steeped in history. And I know what I'll find. When the place comes alive, I got that battle fever coming over me, and I got butterflies and hurricanes shaking my body. Battle fever coming over me, and I- mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.